welcome to the American Football Show, uh, where we are all staying at least five meters apart from each other. Do your business. Stay in quarantine. So, it's been a it's been a long week since we've been podcasting. Um, obviously, a lot is going on in the world. Hope everyone's staying safe, staying isolated, doing their duty. But we we have a little fun question to think about uh, whilst we do our podcast, and wh- that is which player would you want to be in isolation with? If I could pick any player, I would have to pick a Palace player. Yeah. And, and I'd probably choose Chase Winovich. Mm. Young guy, seems pretty pretty chilled out. Seems a bit of a cool dude. Could probably literally sit there for a couple of days just playing a bit of PS4, eating food, whatever. And you, he just seems like one of those blokes that you just get on with really easy. So yeah, pro- probably him. Okay, interesting. I'm going to choose Richie Incognito <laughs> <laughs> because when law and order breaks down and the apocalypse truly starts, I want a nut job by my side, and there's no bigger nut job than Richie Incognito. <laughs> so he is going to be my new best friend. You want Antonio Brown then? <laughs> Craig, who do, you, who do you think? Out, I'm him. I don't know, someone like someone like Brandon Graham is funny, isn't he? So if you're yeah. gonna get if you're gonna get if you're gonna get stuck in a house with someone for a long time, you want someone who's gonna be a good laugh. Yeah, that was my answer, Brandon Graham. He's if you've not watched the All or Nothing on Amazon Prime, watch it because he's he is a good laugh. So also you I mean that or someone like Larry Fitz, I guess he's been, been in the league long enough. Good I guy. imagine it'd be an interesting guy to speak to, like it's it like JJ Watt and just have everyone love you. Just the Watt family. I'd move in with them. Oh, if Gronk still played, I'd choose Gronk. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> It'd be well funny to... Have you heard he's he's near to signing a contract with the WWF? I know. It's like... <laughs> I'm glad that he's doing something and it'll probably get me into wrestling. But yeah, he's he's just a nut job, isn't he? He's got the, he's got the right personality for it. Oh, yeah, he's proper over the top. Because <laughs> he was in WrestleMania, weren't he, like a few years back? First time I've actually ever watched like proper like WWE, and he just pops up in WrestleMania. You like your wrestling, don't you, Craig? Um, yeah, it's been a while since I've watched it. Like, but yeah, I've I kind of come and go. I've always been a big fan since I was a kid, and I guess it's just something that stuck with me as as daft and as, as daft as it might seem. Sometime when you watch it, like, okay, so um, obviously, biggest thing that's happened. Uh, in the past days, is NFL free agency has started. So we uh, we have explained a little bit about this in a previous podcast, but essentially this is the time of the year when teams are allowed to talk to agents, uh, contracts have ended, and you, you're allowed to essentially pick up free agents, tender franchise tags, um, do, for, do round tenders and stuff, which are a bit complicated, which we'll get into in a bit. But essentially this is when teams change New players come in, uh, current players leave, trades happen, stuff like that. Um, we're first going to go in uh, with just the trades. Uh, a lot of big trades have happened so far. Obviously, we're we've only, we're only about four or five days in, so uh, this has been recorded on uh, on Friday. So, could be a lot more happening in the future. But we're going to go with what we've got at the moment. First one we've got is the Jaguars cornerback AJ Bouye, uh, former Pro Bowl, I believe, has gone to the Broncos, and the Broncos have exchanged them for a 2024th round pick. 
the Panthers have traded their left guard, Trey Turner. Uh, I think he's another pro bowler for the Chargers left tackle, Russell Okung. Uh, this is an interesting trade because they're both pretty stellar linemen. Uh, and they've, they've essentially just swapped teams, different positions. And I, I think that's quite interesting. The Jags, this is uh, obviously one of our one of our colleagues' teams. Jags have traded the defensive end Calais Campbell, a very prominent figure in the NFL, to the Ravens for a 2025th round pick. What do you think about that, Craig? Uh, I think it's a steal. I think it's a great pickup. It's you know our D line was already reasonably. It was quite strong on the inside anyway. We were struggling in terms of rushes. I think last season, but it's I mean he's someone who can. You can play both, and it really sort of fixes a need for us because we weren't we weren't exactly great on the pass rush, and really strengthens that line. So you can you can do both, can he? He's a leader as well. He's a if like, jumping back to all or nothing. The reason I got into NFL was the all or nothing Arizona Cardinals, and it, he's he's a big voice on that. For a fifth yeah. round pick, that's that's a steal. Yeah, we oh, basically yeah. yeah we got him for a kicker. Basically, yeah. a backup kicker. Like, <laughs> so p- picking up a, a pro bowler, you know, who's a veteran NFL player and still, you know, one of the best, most consistent pass rushes in the league, to get him for a, a backup kicker, like, that's, I'll take that all day. Like, that's I, a steal. I think what I saw was that, that kicker you traded to the Vikings, you turned those two picks into Marcus Peters and Calais Campbell. Yeah, it's a it's a steal. Like, I'm, I'm more than happy with how that trade turned out. And then we move on to probably the biggest trade so far of the 2020 offseason. The Cardinals have traded um, running back David Johnson and a 2020 fourth round pick to the Texans who have traded them DeAndre Hopkins, the All-Pro, and a 2020 second round pick and a 2021 fourth round pick. This is just the most bonkers trade that's happened in recent history. Yeah, it's this not. I mean, the, go on. It's the worst trade that's happened in recent history. Um, it, sh- it should be rescinded if the commissioner should look at this and go, right, no, nah, come on. No, nah, that's just ridiculous. It's almost a crime. Like, yeah. you look at it and you think, why, is, why have they traded one of their top two players, top three players for. Top player, top player, yeah. For literally, like, I was not obviously not next to nothing, but there's there's got to be something else underlying it. Bill O'Brien falling out with players all the time, and it's just hurting. It's just completely hurting the franchise, and the fact that the they're not even addressing the problem, which is clear, is just it's just awful. These poor Texans fans are just getting. Well, just getting completely mugged off with this. That's the thing. When, when any trade happens, you've got fans that are like, hey, oh, you're always going to have fans who hate it and you're always going to have fans who love it. I've not seen a Texans fan that likes this trade. <laughs> no, the Cardinals have definitely, I think, got the better end of the 100%. better end of the deal on this trade. But, I mean, it's, it's unusual because it's not very often you see two players just swap like that mm. either. And especially recently anyway, nowadays. Okay, so next we've got the Colts. This is a fairly big trade, I thought. Colts have traded their first round pick, which is number 13. Uh, they've sent that to the 49ers, who in return have sent the uh, the Pro Bowl defensive tackle, DeForest Buckner. Next, we've got uh, actually another big trade. 
uh, Vikings Stefan Diggs. Obviously, they're wide receiver one. And a 2027th round pick to the Bills, the Buffalo Bills, who have traded a first round pick, which is 22nd, a fifth round pick, a sixth round pick, and a 2021 fourth round pick. So uh, a lot, lot of picks there, including obviously the valuable first for Stefan Diggs in the seventh. How do we think about that? It's been a long time coming because he's been bitching and moaning for the whole season that he once traded and he finally got what he wanted. It's quite a high price, but he's a, he's a good player. Yeah, it's, I think it's a, it's a need for the Bills. Um, I think it does make them a lot more dangerous. But like Tim said, there's a high price to pay. Yeah, and they've also invested quite a lot in a person that can be quite erratic. You know, what happens, they get, you know, six weeks in and Stefan Diggs doesn't get on with somebody. I mean, what if he doesn't get on with Josh Allen? Like, you never know. And that could completely tarnish what they've traded here. So it's it's a big risk, big price and also big risk. But overall, I do like it. You could go full Antonio Brown. Exactly. Full Diva. I think it's a good matchup for Josh Allen. He likes to launch it downfield. Whether Next. it gets anywhere near the receiver or not is another thing. Oh yeah, but I, I, I saw a start and it was like it was Stefan Diggs was in the at least the top five for picking up long field passes. He, he's he's one of the the better receivers at kind of taking that long ball and just locating it and catching it. Next, we've got the Titans, who have sent Jarrell Casey, one of their D linemen, to the Broncos, who have traded them a seventh round pick. Uh, any thoughts on any of that? Because Joel Casey's actually a, a pretty good D lineman. Jumping on the back of what Craig said, seventh round pick, that's a kicker, really, isn't it? So, well, I think that's the way to look at it. They've traded a seventh round pick, which so rarely works out for a, yeah, exactly. a D lineman who has worked out. <laughs> Yeah, in terms of in terms of Casey, you can't really you can't complain. It beats up that that pass rush for them with with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. I think he was quoted in saying that he's he's absolutely delighted to be playing between those two because he's going to get all the the options to not be double teams. Uh, then again, we've got Craig's team quite busy here. The Ravens have sent their tight end Hayden Hurst and a fourth round pick to the Falcons, who have sent them a second-round pick and a fifth-round pick in return. So, a bit of pick-swap in there, but essentially the Falcons have got a have got tight end Hayden Hurst now. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, I'd, I'm happy with that because it was a position where we were quite deep in. You know, he was always going to be second to, you know, um, where he was playing. Um, and he... He... It it benefits both parties. What I was saying earlier was that, like at the minute, tight tight ends on the market. It's a little bit, it's a little bit slim pickings at the moment. So it was a it was a need, I think, for the Falcons. So they they're going to be happy with what they've got, and I think he will perform for them. I think he'll do well there. Um, but it's a position that we had quite a lot of depth in, and he wasn't really going to get the reps with us. So I think we we were happy to let him go to then get them picks and. And strengthen up other areas that we, the you know the Ravens really need to look at. Yeah, Mark Andrews is a bit of a beast. So I think I agree with you there. You've you've lost a second tight end, but you've got a decent return for it. Yeah, and I think the, the Falcons will benefit from him. I think he will do well there. 
And next for the trades, we've got the Lions sending a fifth round pick to Joe's Patriots, uh, who are re- they're receiving Jerron Harmon and a seventh round pick in return. Do you want to tell us a bit about uh, Mr. Harmon there, Joe? Yeah, obviously it's a shame seeing somebody in a secondary going. Obviously, Pat's secondary last year, we were pretty solid there. Harmon's a good little player. Um, I think fifth round pick from the Lions, maybe just about right. But obviously, with that defence being strong, I'd rather not have lost him. But, you know, uh, we'll, we'll take it on the chin. Unfortunately, it's not the worst thing to happen in New England the last week. So, yeah, yeah, not so bad. Uh, but no, we'll miss him. And the final trade we've got, which only happened today, was the Ravens are sending a D-end Chris Wormley and a 2021 seventh-round pick to the Steelers for a 2021 fifth-round pick. So, picks, late picks next year for a D-end. So, well, how, how do you think about that, Craig? Um, I, I'm not too sad to see him go. Like I said, he he did okay last year looking at his numbers and from what I've seen of him, but our pass rush was something, like I said a little bit earlier, we were lacking quite a bit, and I think we've now, you know, when you add stuff to a certain position, you you then have to take stuff away. You have to balance it out, and you know, someone's got to go. So I'm not, I'm not too sad to see him go, to be honest, with who we've added anyway. Yeah, like you said, that fifth round pick, you've you've just traded one away for uh, Clay Campbell. So all, all in all, not too bad. Yeah, we've not really lost anything. Oh, and another one I uh, seem to have missed out, which is surprising considering it's my boy. The Jags have sent Nick Foles, one of the considered not a great contract, to the Bears, who have sent back over their 2020 conditional fourth-round pick. For those who don't know, a conditional pick is kind of garnered by trading away certain free agents, gaining them can cause you to lose them. And depending on the level of the the player, you get you get a certain round pick for them at the end of that round. So uh, Nick falls for a, a fourth round pick. On, on I know it's been a everyone thinks it's a terrible signing. Nick falls, he he's from the Andy Reid tree with Doug Peterson and the 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 Bears head coach about Nagy's from the same branch. He thrives in kind of the pass-action, tight-end kind of game, and that's what the Bears like to do. I, I personally like the signing, but I, I know a lot of people don't like it. But really, the best thing is the Jags have come out of a terrible contract for it. Yeah, I think this trade's one of the rare win-wins. Jags get rid of a contract. Bears get, Bears get some competition for Mitch Trubisky, who clearly they don't have that much confidence in. The Jags have finally made the decision to... Of who they're going to back now as well, so you don't have the whole Foles Minshew drama anymore. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think also as well, you know, the Bears have been looking for that QB, as you said, Tim, to to go up against Trubisky, push him. But I just think they've got a top draw quarterback in there now, and that's something obviously they've been missing for a while. And hopefully, Foles can sort of hit the ground running and improve the Bears greatly. Yeah, I I, I believe in him. Anyway, on from the trades, we're now going to move to the franchise tags. Uh, so we've all, we have explained this in the past, but essentially what the franchise tag is, is the way for an owner to, or a team to essentially say, whilst we can't negotiate a contract, we're going to pay you. Uh, I think the first year is the average of the top five players. 
second rounds like 125 percent of the top paid and then third year is a crazy amount higher than anyone else essentially a way of keeping a player there for a year so you can negotiate a contract further um not you don't have to do it and with the new cba each team only gets one of these now uh but quickly go through them we've got the ravens tagging the outside linebacker matthew judon uh, anything to know about him craig yeah i mean it we covered it a few weeks earlier when we were sort of in, in the podcast what i was saying like we've got quite a few big names on our defence in terms of that we were having to let go that were going to be released at the end of the season. So I'm glad that they kept Jude on. It's a linebacker's in an area that we're especially thin on and he was our best Russian linebacker last season. Um, so tagging him, I'm quite happy with while we try and work out a deal with him. I know the Seahawks have, I think it's the Seahawks have been um, expressing quite a bit of interest in him there. So I don't know if they're exploring options there because I know they're going to be losing... It looks like they're going to be losing Clowney or they're trying to sort something out in terms of trying to keep Jadavia on Clowney. But um, I'm happy with that. I hope we I hope we do keep Jude on. We've got the Broncos tagging their safety, Justin Simmons. Chargers tagging tight end, Hunter Henry. Redskins tagging the guard, Brandon Scherf. Bucks tagging the linebacker, Shaq Barrett, who had a, a huge career year. Chiefs tag... Defensive tackle Chris Jones, again, another big year. Steelers tag linebacker Bud Dupree. Titans tag the infamous running back Derek Henry, the big boy. Bengals surprisingly tag AJ Green as there were rumours that potentially they could they could leave him behind, but clearly they want him going forward with Burroughs. Uh, a, a pretty interesting one was the Cowboys tagging Dak Prescott. Obviously, there's been a lot of contract negotiations for a lot of months now, going through the whole season. Um, obviously, he, he thinks he needs to be paid more compared to quarterbacks drafted in his year as well, with Carson Wentz, I think, making about uh, 30, $32 million. Dak Prescott, make, not Dak Prescott, Jared Goff making a little bit more, despite not being up there with Carson and Dak. So I, f- I think this is an interesting one there because... The Cowboys are essentially want to keep Dak, but they can't negotiate a contract with him. Yeah, I, I, I like this as a neutral because it's interesting. Like it, it's it could either go really well for the Cowboys or like, or really badly because they've basically put the ball in Dak's court now and they've basically said to him, "Look, like if you think you should be paid that amount of money, prove it." You know what I mean? Like, because up until now he's not really proved this, so they've basically said to him, "Look, you either go out and you prove it, and you show us that you can do it, or not." And it gives it buys the Cowboys, I guess, another season worth of time to evaluate Dak and see whether he really is worth the big money or not. A neutral fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got from that. <laughs> um, but that's more. crap. He, he won't. He won't. He won't prove it. I don't. I honestly don't think the <laughs> there Cowboys. There it is. <laughs> I don't think the Cowboys resign him. I think that goes off to other ventures, but probably won't. For a couple more, so we've got the Cardinals have transition tagged running back Kenyon Drake. So, from what I'm aware, a transition tag is different in the sense that they essentially say we are offering you this much uh, to play for our team, but another team can match that. Uh, and then it goes into contract negotiations. Does anyone know anything more about the transition tag? 
Yeah, so like you said, it it basically just allows other teams to come in and negotiate, but they have to negotiate either around that price or more. And obviously, and then the, it would, the yeah, Cardinals and then, haven't got many running backs at the moment. <laughs> no. So if another team was to come in and offer more, then the Cardinals would then have the option of either matching that offer to keep yeah. them or would have to let them go. Exactly. So if I offered, I offered Kenyon Drake 20 mil to stay with the team, another team can come and say, yeah, we'll pay you 20 mil as well. And the Cardinals can say, right, we're going to pay you more than that now, or they can elect to leave him. That's basically it. Uh, we've got Joe's Patriots franchise tagging the left guard, Joe Thune. Uh, what do we think of that, Joe? Yeah, good little um, tag there. As, as you were saying the other day, Adam, you know, it's not, it's unsurprising. Uh, that was sort of the, the way we were always going to be going. It makes him actually the, I think, the highest paid player on our team now on there. So that's quite interesting. And it also gives us a bit of like wiggle room. Like we, our cap space isn't amazing. And uh, there's, there's always the talk of, oh, you could go trade him off. But I don't think that's going to happen, uh, rumblings. But good, yeah. Yeah. Good little guard. Well, not little, big guard. Uh, yeah. Good, good little franchise tag in the end. Pretty happy with that. And good to see him hopefully stay. Good stuff. Finally, we've got the Vikings who have tagged safety Anthony Harris and the Giants who have tagged defensive line Leonard Williams. So that is all the tags that have been announced so far. Uh, I don't believe any more can be announced, to be fair. Uh, move on to extensions. So this is where we've got most of the information. So either teams have chosen to extend a free agent or they have chosen to release them and that team has, and that player has moved on to another team. So, um, some of these we won't have much discussion about. It's going to be quite cut and dry. Others are going to be, um, we're going to have some discussion because they could be quite controversial. Let's go straight off. We've got the Lions re signing Danny Amendola, the wide receiver. Uh, he's come off a good season, uh, he's a good slot receiver for the, the Lions. Not much to say really about that because I, I think it's pretty pretty good sense for them to resign Amadola. We've got the Packers re-signing Mason Crosby, their kicker, for three years. Uh, 12.9 million. Uh, he's, he's a, except for that one terrible game he had a couple, uh, couple of months back. He's a, he's a good kicker. I don't see why that's a bad choice. No, it's a good side. Mm-hmm. The Chargers have re-signed Austin Eckler. They're running back for four years. For twenty-four point five million, which just really rubs it in the face of Melvin Gordon. Yeah, well, Eckler, in my opinion, was better than Gordon. Like More last season, style. yeah. Ca- yeah. Eckler was one of their best players, if not their best player last season. Yeah, and that's the reason why you shouldn't hold out for more money because that's what Gordon did. And then Eckler came in, played as well, if not better than him. Took his job. He's out on the street. Eckler gets a nice little. Extension. The Texans have signed, or not signed, re-signed Darren Fells, their tight end for two years, and also their kicker, Kaimi Fairburn, for four years. I'm not going to try and pronounce his full name. Uh, the Panthers have re-signed their backup quarterback, Kyle Allen, for one more year. Bears have re-signed the outside linebacker, Danny Trevathan, for three years. Patriots special teamer Matthew Slater is there for another two years. I know he's a long-time special teams captain for you, Joe. And yeah. obviously Belichick is 
a big special teams guy. Yeah, exactly. He's in his like mid thirties now. He's been there his whole NFL career. I think like eleven seasons he's done now. So yeah, good to see him keep him on. He's still doing his thing. So happy to see him stay on. The Ravens have re-signed kick returner DeAnthony Thomas. Uh, as far as I'm aware from reading into this, Craig, he, he's not a spectacular uh, receive, a returner. And it's kind of more of a, a competition point of view for the Ravens. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he's he's okay. Like you said, he's he's average. Um, there could be some competition there. But, you know, kick, kick returning is a dangerous game. Like, it's one of the most dangerous sort of times to be on the field and dangerous positions to play because you've got someone battling 50 60 yards at your full speed to hit you you know what I mean so it's it's a position where you don't even though you would like to put your star players there unless it's completely necessary you don't want to necessarily stick one of your your top wide receivers or someone there well oh, mate playing playing football for the fury blocking on kick return was one of the most enjoyable things in my entire life yeah, I always beg to be put on it, but you refuse to put the lineman <laughs> on it. <laughs> um, huge re-signing here. The Lions have got their long snapper, Don Mulbach, for another year, making his 17th season with the Lions, Tim. How do you feel about that, Mr. Defender Den? Oh, I'm delighted with it. <laughs> He's one of my favourite linebackers called Don. He's a, he's a long snapper, mate, not a linebacker. Is he? Oh, yes. Well, he, he does, he's a bit of a backup linebacker. He's a bit of jack of all trades, to be honest with you. That's why, that's why big, he's big Don. for 17 years. Big Don. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the Titans, uh, they got their guy. They got Ryan Tannehill back for four more years. 118 million, 62 million of that guaranteed. Obviously, Tannehill took them to the the championship. The question is, is he is he the the quarterback that was still with the Dolphins, and did he have a good year, or is he a, a better player than we thought? It's a lot of money after like one good year. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous money. It really is ridiculous money. Like what they've just basically done is condemn themselves to mediocrity for the next four years because they can't afford to pay anybody else anymore. Damn. No, I agree with that. That's true. It's almost like they're not even going to try to look for anyone else to to replace him. And what happens next year if he goes back to being, you know, the old right Dolphins Tannehill? Tannehill. Yeah. Do you not think he, but do you not think he, like, obviously he was with the Dolphins, with Adam Gase, who is proving that he's not the best head coach? No, he's not. And they paid, he, they've gave all the money to Tannehill when it was Henry who carried them. But they mm-hmm. tagged Henry, mm-hmm. but... Tannehill had one of the best completion rates in the NFL. He looked after the ball. It's easy to complete a pass when you don't really have, you have to throw like less than twenty times a game. But is that that's their game style? That they do the the move the chains, get the touchdown, and I get it. I get it. Yeah, Every, not... you, you've, yeah. Like you, you've got a defense where everyone is playing run, and I mean everyone is playing run because if you, everyone doesn't play run, you're not stopping them. So you're thrown against a very soft defense. Like you don't necessarily have to give Tannehill, who, in my opinion, is a, a slightly above average quarterback. Like he's not. He's not that kind of money. He's just. He's not. It's a. It's a stupid deal on the Titans' part, in my opinion. Way overpaid. Yeah, exactly. For the the style of the uh, offense they play, like you said, just play someone. Get a rookie. You don't need to pay him sixty-two million. 
I didn't realise you guys were so against this. I was, <laughs> I, I, was, I was thinking that's a good tra- that's a good re-signing for the Titans. They got their guy. That's a stupid money, mate. Like yeah. it, it, it'll be good to keep him because he's he's been about a little bit and he can be reliable and he can be, you know he's not he can do that's, a lot. That's worse. what I mean, though. How how rare is it? Like, it, it sounds stupid because obviously they're like Big Ben, Brady, Rivers, Manning. You've got these teams that have had their quarterbacks for years. Then you look at teams like the Browns, uh, the 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 Bucks, the Titans. Good example. These teams that can't find a quarterback that can stick. I, I think it's if you've got a quarterback that does your team's job well, keep him. If Henry goes out for a while and it's on Tannehill's shoulders, I don't have confidence that he would be able to get the job done. Fair enough. And to pay that kind of money, I think you have to be. Quarterback money, mate. Okay, so the Patriots, Devin McCourty there. Uh, Was he all pro or pro bowl safety? Both, I think. Both. Two years, 23 mil. He's getting a little bit older now, but he Belichick gets the keeping of a big defensive leader. And obviously, uh, I don't know if they've still got Jason, but you might be able to stay with his twin brother. Yeah, D-Mac's still staying on, which is good. And obviously being a Rutgers boy as well. Can't can't fault that. <laughs> I say this as I'm wearing my, jump, uh, my Rutgers sweater as well. So, you know, always representing the uh, McCourty twins. SEC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Vikings have resigned Kirk Cousins, the quarterback, for two more years. Any any thoughts about that? He deserves it. Nah. Really? I don't like Kirk, man. <sighs> Especially since they've lost Stefan Diggs. Well, that's just Diggs throwing a strop, in my opinion. Now, I think I think Cousins, I, I think last season he proved that he does deserve to stay on, especially that game in New Orleans. I think if he had lost that, then fair enough. But he shows that he can do it. And I think two years, obviously not the biggest extension, but there you go, another two years. Prove yourself. If not, fair enough, move on. But I think he's got to take him further and deeper into the playoffs if he's going to prove this contract right, at least make the NFC Championship on it. Otherwise, yeah, I think it's a, a bad call. But I don't know, Cousins, he's improving each time. So Yeah, but he's, he's, never, he's, he's never taken to a championship before. He's a modern-day Andy Dalton. <laughs> I like that. I like that. He is. Like, he's, one, he's that QB who's just bang on in the middle and like he loses uh, you know he's, he, he seems to just not be able to pull it out in big games which was quite surprising but he's one of these people who like is you know if you're where you know you can be worse than him in which case you're the losing team kind of thing the majority of the teams like qbs that tend to be worse than him tend to be like on the losing side and then just above him you've got like your quality qbs and he's just kind of hovering in the middle and he's not really one or the other like he. Would you take Ryan Tannehill or Kirk Cousins? Mm. No. I'd take Kirk. I'd probably take Kirk, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'd, I'd take Ryan. He's the only one that's proven he can win, obviously, that one game against the Saints, but Tannehill took him to the championships. Henry took him to the championships. They had the Vikings of Dalvin Cook. <laughs> Dalvin Cook was the the leading rusher of the league for most of the year. So I think that's an irrelevant argument. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. He dropped off last what last six games though. So. Yeah, he did drop off towards the end. And Kirk yeah, Cousin isn't getting paid like what was it like 118 million? No, is he? You've got a lot better now. Paid quarterback at one point. Uh, the 49ers re-sign the D-line Eric Armstead for five years. Cowboys re-sign the tight end Blake Jarwin for four years for 24.5 mil. Bucks re-sign defensive end Jason Pierre-Paul, the four-fingered wonder, or three-fingered wonder, uh, for two years, 27 mil. I'm surprised he's still playing. I thought he'd, he'd left the league now, to be honest. No, I think he's younger than you think, because he yeah, seems he's... to be around forever. And he's also a, a pretty good D-end. Yeah. Because after, after he left the Giants, I haven't really heard much about he, it. But but he, didn't... he hurt himself during pre-season uh, for the Bucks, and he was out for a couple of weeks. Oh, that makes sense. I didn't really get to see much Bucks last season. Yeah, he had eight that, and a half that... sacks last season. I like to follow the books. They're a fun team. Yeah, Especially I think I've got an all right quarterback. I'll probably pay a bit more attention uh, to them next season. <laughs> <laughs> so the Saints have re-signed defensive tackle Jason Onyemata. Three years, 27 mil. Uh, he was a fourth round pick. Uh, he was a, a really big reason why the Saints have one of the top run defences. Uh, so he's a homegrown player, but he's he's not been re-signed for cheap he's he's clearly said I, I'm, I can make money and the, and the Saints thought he's worth it to keep him so I think that's an interesting signing Cowboys wide receiver Amari Cooper five years 100 million uh, 60 mil of that is guaranteed that is really big money for a receiver that didn't show up in the clutch they're spending a boatload of money on Zeke a boatload of money on that offensive line. It really makes you wonder about that defense. Yeah, that's that a lot of money. Terrible deal. I, I, I can't stand the Mari Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, he just shows up in certain games. And when he shows up in certain games, he's brilliant. But then he just disappears off the radar. Uh, you may call me bitter. I am a little bit bitter. But I still think that's quarterback money, not wide receiver money. I'm yeah. very bitter. He was on my fantasy team and let me lose. <laughs> exactly. That's, yeah. that's a lot of money. And it's, it's again, it just it makes it less likely that now that they've paid Cooper, that Dak's going to get paid. They should have just, just let him go, to be honest. If you, if you knew it was this or letting him go, you've got to let him go, I think. As much as I hate the Cowboys, though, it must have been a hard choice to pick between Amari and Byron, though. Eagles Eagles sign QB Nate Sudfield, backup quarterback for another year. Saints re-sign Drew Brees uh, for two more years Ooh. at fifty million. Uh, he's, he's the he's a quarterback for the Saints, quite small. Yeah, yeah, I think he might do well. Summer Brees. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's it's way more interesting. Obviously, we'll get into later, but Brady and Brees are now in the same division. And they are first and second for a lot of the passing records. It's going to be good to see them go head to head. Twice a year. Yeah, it's going to be good. NFC South be lit. And they've got some really good receivers. Like, both teams have got some really good receivers. Oh, my God, yeah. it's, it's NFC South, I think, is the new NFC West. 
Um, we have the Eagles re-signing Jalen Mills. Uh, he was a cornerback for us, but we are now moving him to safety uh, for a one-year deal. Uh, you guys probably don't know Jalen Mills, but he's one of my team favorites, the Green Goblin. Is he the one with the green hair? He, he, he said he would dye his hair uh, in the draft, whichever team picked him. Uh, and he got picked by the yeah. Eagles, so he, he's now got green hair uh, <laughs> since then. And he's the most confident cornerback. That's not very good ever. It's great. Um, the Bills have re-signed safety Jordan Poyer for two more years. Uh, really good signing for them. Um, kind of maintaining their defense from what was last year, which was an incredible defense. The Cowboys re-sign Sean Lee, their, their old linebacker, for one more year. He turns 34 this year, uh, so getting towards there for linebackers. Uh, renowned for a big IQ of the game. Uh, also renowned for being injured a lot. Could mean the Cowboys aren't fully comfortable going forward with Leighton Van Der Esch, their stud rookie from um, two, two years ago. Uh, he had a neck injury and was out for a pretty long time for the Cowboys. Or I could just be negative and don't like the Cowboys, and it could be a good depth signing and uh, a very good locker room presence for the the Cowboys. Yeah, it'd be a good locker room presence, but he is very injured and prone, like you said. Panthers have re-signed safety Trey Boston for three more years at 18 mil. Jets re-sign cornerback Brian Poole, one year at 5 mil. Underrated signing, I'll tell you that now. He's a, he's a good cornerback. Uh, Ravens re-signed punter Sam... Is it Koch or Cock? Uh, however you want to pronounce it, mate. Sam Cock for two more years. <laughs> <laughs> is he a decent punter? Yeah. Uh, did he ever punt, ever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't really have to do much, did he? Um, but yeah, he's, he, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a good punter. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, Rams re-sign left tackle Andrew Whitworth for three more years. He's turning 38. He committed 14 penalties last year, which is second most in the NFL. But on the other hand, their line was not good last year. They need to maintain some sort of continuity. And Whitworth used to be very good, uh, but I, I really think this is a sign that they need to be taking a left tackle either this draft or next draft to develop. Saints take... Uh, the jackknife Taysom Hill quarterback uh, on a first round tender for one more year. Uh, a tender is similar to a transition tag and that they say, we want to sign you for this much money. Other teams can also offer that. And if they do, we get a first round pick in return for it from them. Uh, so it's uh, quite an interesting concept. Vikings re-sign kicker Dan Bailey. Um, He's bumped around a bit, but he's he's a pretty successful kicker. So, a good signing for the Vikings. Moving on to free agent signings. So, this is really what all NFL fans love. Obviously, you've got the extensions, you've got the franchise tanks, you've got the trades, which are a huge part of the offseason. But this is where teams are changed and made and broken. So, first of all, we've got the Bills signing cornerback Josh Norman who you may remember from his famous rival with Odell uh, one year six million coming from the Redskins he's pretty old now he's came off a pretty terrible season but Bills have got a good secondary uh, he's probably coming in as a third cornerback maybe a second which means he's not going to be the premier 
kind of pass coverage kind of guy. Honestly, I think this is a really good signing for the Bills. Good depth. Uh, exactly that, yeah. He might not need to play every snap, but he's got the experience to be great. Packers have signed the linebacker Christian Kirksey for two years, 16 million. Uh, he's come from the Browns. He's a good good signing, I think. Uh, if, if he can remain healthy, that is. He played, I believe, first four seasons without without fault, but last two seasons he's, he's struggled a little bit with injuries. The Packers also sign right tackle Rick Wagner, uh, two years, 11 mil. Uh, he's come from conference, uh, conference uh, rivals, the Lions. Brian Balaga was their right tackle, uh, injury-prone guy, but one of the best right tackles in the league. Wagner provides a kind of bridge tackle. Um, he's definitely serviceable. He's not going to be terrible. But I think this is a sign that the, the Packers need to find a right tackle in the draft at some point. Browns have taken 25-year-old tight end Austin Hooper from the Falcons. Four years, 44 mil, so big money. He's, in fact, the highest-paid tight end in the NFL now. Uh, the new head coach, Carl Stefanski, Stefan, Stefan Stefanski? Carl Stefanski, uh, from the, obviously, new head coach from the Vikings, loves a good tight end double set, so it makes sense that he's invested into a, a big tight end. Hooper's come off a really good season with the Falcons, but it does mean the, the Browns still have a lot to address in the draft. But I, I think this is a, a good signing for the Browns. Yeah, with, with this signing, I saw on ESPN earlier, they were saying how this was a very overrated uh, sort of like free agent signing. But I can disagree more. I think you're, you've explained the reasons why. It's very logical. And uh, I think, yeah, that makes that offense a lot stronger. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good addition for them. It's a you look at the price and you think the price is a bit high, but like I said earlier, there's not a lot of tight ends on the market at the minute, especially quality ones. So if you want a good one, you're gonna have to pay more than you normally would. Plus, twenty five years old, four year contract, and you gotta think like Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Zach Ertz, uh, Mark Andrews, they're gonna be signing contracts fairly soon and it's probably gonna be more than that. Yeah, it's a position that's becoming more and more important over recent years since Gronk kind of came along and, game, you know, Gonzalez when he played. Dolphins have signed offensive lineman Eric Flowers for three years, 30 mil. Uh, he's come from the Giants. A bit of a famous name as he famously had a pretty terrible first few years of his career as a, a tackle. Uh, but last year he moved to guard for the Giants. He, he he's either a very good addition, three years, 30 mil, or they're going to get the old Eric Flowers and he's he's not going to be great for the Dolphins. But either way, the Dolphins are a pretty terrible O-line and it should be uh, positive for them. Uh, the Dolphins also sign defensive end Shaq Lawson, uh, another three-year, 30 mil deal. We'll see a lot of them uh, coming uh, today and I'll explain why later. Uh, he's come from the Bills. I mean... As a, as a defensive end, he's pretty complete. He can uh, crush the pocket. He can run block. He can pass uh, rush. Ceiling's not massively high. Um, only time's really going to tell if he's going to um, rise into stardom or just maintain a, a solid career. The uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Ugh, this is a signed. big one. <laughs> it's a big <laughs> one we talked a lot about. 
inside linebacker, none other than Nick, Big Nick, Kwiatowski. <laughs> Three years, he's come from the Bears. Um, he did, I remember making him one of my MVPs for a Bears game. Uh, he's a, he was a backup for Danny Trevathan, I believe. And he had a, a very good year as a backup. So I d- don't know about you, uh, Tim, but honestly, I really like the signing. Yeah, we set out to totally rebuild our linebacking core. And he was actually the first guy we signed. Um, yeah, didn't know a lot about him, but he's coming up highly rated. And I think he was quite a sought-after free agent. A lot of teams like what they saw from him last year. Yeah, Eagles. Are, I mean, I don't know if the Eagles were, but I, was, I wanted the Eagles to pick him up. Browns uh, sign right tackle Jack Conklin for three years, 42 mil. Uh, comes from the Titans. Was the biggest tackle signing, uh, first big tackle signing this year. Highly rated coming out of Tennessee. Uh, some injury problems, but the, one of the Browns' biggest weakness was their O-line. Uh, they front-loaded his contract, which for those who don't know, basically means they're paying him more early on and less later on his contract. And that allows them for a team that has got a lot of star players like Miles Garrett for them to basically spend a lot of money now and then not spending money to keep the player later by spending less money on him. Any any thoughts on Mr. Conklin for the Browns? It's a good pickup. Yeah, like you said, they really need to strengthen that old line. It's a really good pickup, especially since Greg Robinson's gone RIP. The Lions have signed offensive tackle Halapulivati Vitae. Well done. <laughs> he plays well the done. Eagles. Don't worry. Round I got of it. applause. Round of applause. You, I, I, if I'd have looked at that without hearing it first, I would have, I'd have gone red, not knowing what to do with myself. Five years, fifty million. A huge, huge contract. Uh, Big V, as he's commonly called, is a, is a, is a really. I mean, he played for the Eagles. I know a lot about him. He's, he's a, he's a good swing tackle. Very serviceable. Can play pretty much all over the line. Uh, he's got a huge payday. Um, sad he couldn't stay with the Eagles, but honestly, he's earned it. He, he was our starting tackle for the Super Bowl. Star for us a lot of games when some of our players were injured or out. And he's, whilst he's not started a full season, I, I think this is good for the Lions because if he's shown he can start games well. Browns, another Browns one. You'll hear the Browns and Dolphins a lot today. They've signed QB Case Keenum for three years, 18 mil. He's come from the Redskins. A lot of money for a backup. Uh, 10 million of that is guaranteed. Uh, Stefanski was the offensive coordinator during his breakout season in 2017 when he led the Vikings to the uh, NFC Championship. And as the league's showing backup, especially last year, backup quarterbacks are becoming more important. And they've paid a lot of money for him, but... I think Case Keenan is up there as one of the best backups you can have. Yeah, he's a solid backup. The Broncos have signed offensive lineman Graham Glasgow. Four years, 44 mil. He's come from the Lions. Uh, he's only 27. So uh, offensive lineman at a young age are obviously less injury prone than the older ones. Uh, he's v- another versatile lineman. Uh, could play him nearly anywhere across the line. Robust. He doesn't get injured much. He's only missed two games in four years. So uh, I think the the Lions have done a pretty nice job taking Glasgow to replace. Um, they've they've lost a right tackle, I believe. 
the Dolphins sign safety Clayton Fedjadellum for three years. I think I said that right. <laughs> uh, I was looking at that thinking, I wonder how he's going to tackle this one. <laughs> Fedjadellum, Fedjadellum, Fedjadellam. Uh, he's a special teammate more than anything, reserve safety for the Bengals. But obviously, Brian Flores is a Bill Belichick disciple. And as all Bill Belichick disciples do, they tried to completely copy him. And obviously, special teams is a big thing there. So I think this is a good signing. I can't say I've ever heard of Fedgedellum, but if he's a special, I've heard he's a special teams ace. So it could be a nice pickup for the Dolphins. Giants sign cornerback James Bradbury. Uh, three years, 45 mil, big contract for a cornerback. Uh, but he's 26 years old. He's proven when he played for the Panthers that he can kind of go one-to-one against top wide receivers. All in all, it's a good signing for a defense that really, really struggled against the pass last year. On to another cornerback. The Miami Dolphins have signed cornerback Byron Jones, the Big name free agent, uh, five years, eighty-two point five million. Uh, he's the during the signing, he was the highest-paid cornerback in NFL history. He's opposite Xavier Howard, who I believe is in the top five of cornerbacks being paid. So it's probably the best pairing in the NFL at the moment. A lot of money though. They've got a lot of holes on that roster, and it, it is a really good signing. I really want the Eagles to pick up Byron Jones. But it's only time will tell whether it is the right one for the Dolphins. Yeah, this yeah, I really want the Raiders to pick him up as well. It's a proper statement as well from the Dolphins. Obviously, you say yeah, a lot of money, uh, obviously, for for a cornerback. But you know, they're they're going in the right direction for them. They need these sort of signings, and this would be a lift for the whole team and that whole defense as well. And you're right with that pairing; it's going to be pretty daunting next year playing them twice. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> um, Ravens have signed defensive lineman Michael Brockers for three years, 30 mil. Again, a three years, 30 mil. Um, as you said, Craig, probably the biggest weakness for the Ravens was their run defense. Uh, 20th in the NFL overall. Brockers really helped shore up the Rams D-line um, alongside two-time defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald. I think he's quoted of saying kind of uh, Brockers is vastly underrated because obviously when you're playing with Aaron Donald he's going to get all the attention but Aaron Donald had nothing but good things to say about Brockers so I, I like that sign for you guys yeah Donald came out and said that he thinks he's one of the one of the best run stoppers in the league um he he's he's good I think we've got him for that price I think it's a it's a steal like um I know he's he's been in the league for a few years now but he's he's clearly shown that he can get it done and it's it just shows up that it just makes our D line look, you know, quite intimidating next year, both for for run and you know run and for the pass rush. The Chicago Bears bear down sign tight end Jimmy Graham two years sixteen mil. He is thirty three. He's come off a terrible season. Uh, Nine million of that contract is guaranteed. So Ryan Pace has had an interesting signing here uh, the only reason I can see this being good is Nick Foles um, obviously as I mentioned before does love a good tight end uh, Jimmy Graham again did not did not I repeat not have a good season last year but he has historically had good seasons so 
We'll see. We'll see. I, I I think it could be good, but I don't think it will be. Eagles signed defensive lineman slash nose tackle Jason Hargraves for three years, 39 mil. Just want to say he has the best nickname in football as the Grave Digger. Awesome. Uh, he's come from the Steelers. Uh, honestly, when, when the trade happened, I'd never heard of him. Uh, but a lot of the Steelers fans on uh, Reddit were kind of nothing but good things to say about him. Said he's a really big player. Uh, so I'm, I, I believe it is a good signing. He's next to Fletcher Cox. Uh, and Malik Jackson's a backup D tackle now, and it's just a crazy defensive line. Solid. The weird thing is, we've everyone's expecting Howie to sign a cornerback or a linebacker, a receiver, someone we need, but we've just basically made our biggest strength a better strength. So it's we still got a lot of holes to fill there. Dolphins have signed linebacker Kyle Van Noy, four years, fifty-one mil. Uh, from the Pats, I know he's one of Joe's favourite players. Uh, Bill Belichick's disciple. Um, he's one of his one of Bill Belichick's favourite players, I believe. A very versatile linebacker, big leader in the locker room. Honestly, it could turn out to be one of the better signings the Dolphins have made. That's yeah, a pretty this, big loss. this hurt. This this really hurt. You're right. He was in my top three favourite players for Pats easily. And he he was my Super Bowl uh, 53 MVP, personally. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, when I saw this, yeah, uh, especially going to a divisional rival as well. Yeah, um, not very, very happy with that one. But, you know, he's going to go get a bit of money, uh, go enjoy himself down in Miami. Who can blame him? Yeah, I mean, I, obviously I hate the Patriots, but he's... He's a, his versatility makes him a, a great player. Yeah. Moving on to another one of our teams. Raiders have signed quarterback second overall pick, Marcus Mariota. Uh, from what I've read, he is a Mike Mayock favorite uh, and uh, Gruden's kind of style quarterback where they a uh, bit, of, bit of mobility in the pocket. And I think, Tim, the question you need to answer for me is, is he going to be a backup or a starter? I think it's a win-win for us, whether he's backup or starter. He's going to push the starter. That's going to make Derek Carr better. If Derek Carr doesn't get better, Marks Mario is going to get the job, and I think he's suited to our offense. And even if Derek Carr wins the job, we've now got a decent backup, which we haven't had in absolute years. So I'm quite happy with it. I, I want him to do well. Like I I feel for Mariota because you know he was so highly touted coming out and mm-hmm. you know he was Heisman winning everything else, you know what I mean? Like and I think I I really want him to do well. I really do. I really want him to do well and I hope I hope he turns out well for you. What's really weird is when I was reading about this, um it was obviously uh, Marcus Mariota's Hawaiian from Honolulu for those who don't know. Uh, and it went like Las Vegas is the ninth island of Hawaii. I was like, what? <laughs> anyway, Giants signed Blake Martinez for three years, 30 mil. Again, a three years, 30 mil deal. Giants needed an inside linebacker. Um, he's Blake Martinez over a couple of years have solidified himself as one of the best tacklers in the league, especially after dropping Corey Littleton. Uh, not Corey Littleton. Um, Apple something or other. Can't think of his name. Anyway, they dropped their inside linebackers so the Giants get uh, a serviceable replacement there. Doesn't he sound more like a Vegas lounge singer? Now, ladies and gentlemen, singing the hits of Bob Hope, it's Blake Martinez. 
I prefer <laughs> Drew Brees singing Summer Breeze. <laughs> Summer Breeze! <laughs> <laughs> Your missus. Yeah, she probably just sat downstage, probably just jumped off the couch. <laughs> okay, Chicago Bears sign defensive end Robert Quinn. Prepare yourself. Five years, 70 million. Uh, he's come from the Cowboys, who came from the Dolphins before that. Uh, the Bears have paid big money for a player who's he had a contract year with the the Cowboys, and he, despite having two suspend two game suspension for PEDs, Robert Quinn played really well for the Cowboys. It's been a bit contested this online. A lot of people think it's a good signing because he's a great D end, but a lot of people think it was kind of a one hit wonder, uh, and he's not going to be worth that money. What I'm gathering from this, the the main thing is sort of like just how many def- like key defensive players the Cowboys are losing in yes. this free agency. Like yeah. that that's obviously good for the Bears, Delight. in my opinion. But that's that's the main thing I'm gathering. Is actually nuts. You're right. Their prioritizing offense incredibly too heavy. I can't wait. They've still got one of the best D line with Tank, but hey. I'll have them let them have one player. Uh, Panthers have signed quarterback Teddy Bridgewater for three years. The carousel continues. Uh, obviously, Teddy Bridgewater comes from the Saints. Played, uh, started four or five games for them, won them all. Um, he's a he's a he's a fine quarterback. He's not got much starting time uh, since he started for the Vikings. He's a in a very 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 tough division right now. They've just lost Cam Newton. They've just lost Luke Keekley, a, a Hall of Fame linebacker. I mean, the, the Panthers are not in a great situation right now in that division. Uh, it's going to be at least one year of rebuilding. I mean, it's it's, it's going to be rough for Bridgewater, whatever happens, because even if he does well, that team will not probably do well in that division. No, I, I feel for him because he's kind of he went from the Vikings when they picked him up and he, he, he didn't particularly land in a, in a great team. And then he moved to the Saints where he was sort of looking like he was going to be Breeze's sort of, you know, to take over from Breeze. But then it looks like Breeze isn't really going anywhere at the moment. And he's obviously, a, he, he's got the quality to be a starting QB. And now he's landing with a team that's that's on the downward spiral, not on the up. Yeah, you've got a feel for the guy. You just can't, can't seem to like catch a break. I hope he does well, though. I like him. Yeah, I think yeah. everyone likes Teddy Bridgewater, to be fair. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Raiders sign another linebacker, Corey Littleton, four years, come from the Rams. As far as I'm aware, Corey Littleton is a very good coverage linebacker. I know you've been saying that the Raiders need that, Tim. Uh, yeah. He's only 26 years old, and he, he looks like he can pretty much do everything the Raiders need. I love this signing. This is my favourite signing. This is the free agent out of all of them. Um, I really want to sign Corey Littleton. He's a modern linebacker. I think they're changing the name of the position to just defender because he can do everything. He can cover, he can pass rush, he can tackle. Love it. Yeah, I want to be Eagles to pick him up as well, mate. I'm a bit annoyed when you announce that. <laughs> On to more the mediocre. Love him. I know. Another uh, mediocre, uh, not mediocre, you said that word now. Another disappointing signing for the Eagles. The Jaguars have signed another linebacker, Joe Schobert. Comes from the Browns. He's a versatile and sturdy uh, linebacker, 26 years old. And the, the Jags defense has had a big turnaround over the past two years. So 
Uh, he could be one of the leaders on this new defense. Dolphins have signed running back Jordan Howard, two years, 10 mil. Uh, he's come from the Eagles. I mean, Howard's a stereotypical power running back. Uh, had a big season-ending stinger last year. He was out for six games, I believe. Um, saves the Dolphins looking for a running back in the earlier rounds of the draft. But as this year, more than anything, has proven is that overpaying for a running back is not worth it. But I think the Dolphins have got a good... I mean, he's one of the top rushers since he's played. It's, it's a it's a good signing. <laughs> yeah, it is, it's a good deal for that, for like that money to get a player that has shown to be quality. I think it's, you know, you write about the injury, but it's a risk that if it pays off, it doesn't cost too much. So, yeah, I think Dolphins has done pretty well. Titans sign Vic Beasley Jr. Uh, from the Falcons. Low risk, high reward signing, I believe here. Um, Beasley used to be a big force on the D-line, uh, tailed off towards the end. But if uh, Mike Vrabel can unleash the mojo of Beasley, I, I think this could be a really good signing. I was saying to the boys earlier that uh, when when he got introduced to the Titans, there's a, a very good quote, and that you've got to earn the right to rush the uh, earn the right to rush the passer, in that uh, they prioritise their run defence first. And I thought I thought it was a a very interesting thing to learn about the Titans. Raiders have signed the the ultimate man, Jason Witten, the tight end who played for the Cowboys for God knows how long, one year. Four point seventy-five million. Tim, <laughs> what a waste of money! Four point seven one million for a washed-up Jason Witten. Oh, he's got great leadership. Fantastic. Bring him in as a coach. Bring him in as a motivational speaker. Give him a free meal and a couple of dollars. Four point seven five million for Jason Witten is an absolute waste of money. We've got two very good tight ends as it is. He's too old to be a bloody backup tight end. Pointless, absolutely pointless. I have no clue why we've done this. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers sign right tackle Brian Belaga. Uh, three years, 30 mil again. Uh, coming from the Packers, they really strengthen the O-line here. Uh, he's, a, like I said, one of the best right tackles in the league. Does have injury concerns. Uh, I think he's only ever played two 16-game seasons. But really, the, the Chargers did need to, to shore up that line. And I think this is a good signing. Colts have signed Philip Nine Kids Rivers. One year, 25 mil. Finally, Philip has moved teams. Uh, the 38-year-old has now gone to a team pretty much the polar opposite of the Chargers. And probably the best offensive line in the league. A very good head coach, in my opinion, with Frank Reich. Uh, a functioning front office. It's probably a short-term solution. He's pr- obviously nearing the end of his career. But on- honestly, the-, the Colts have a very good chance in the AFC South, which, as what we can kind of tell, is becoming the NFC East of this year with the chaos that is devolving in there. It's a very... Very, um, I think I think it's very safe from the cult. I think that's the way I feel about this one. Uh, obviously, a man who knows what he's doing, uh, proven to show it over many many years. Obviously, may not be what he once was, but is a good person to just sit in there and sort of control, make the plays, and yeah, work with what he's got around him. I think it's very yeah safe is the word I'd use for that one. 
It depends. I'm curious how do you want to use them. Did you want to use them for a season as a starter and have Brissett sort of just sort of play behind them for a season and learn from them? Or did you just want to sit them on the bench and use them as a backup? No, he is, like a he is the starter. He is the starter. He is the starter. I don't believe they want to take Brissett forward after this as a starter. So I believe he's a, a bridge quarterback, essentially. To me, it feels more like a a lesser Peyton Manning to the Broncos kind of signing, like a kind of elastic effort. Do you in the draft trade Brissett back to the Pats? No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> Bengals signed defensive tackle DJ Reader, four years, fifty-three million. Uh, he's come from the Texans. He was a, a high up on the list of free agents here. Bengals have got a pretty valuable defensive tackle here. Uh, the Bengals are probably the most notorious team for not spending in free agency. And uh, I've read that if this pick doesn't work out, it can have very negative consequences for the Bengals and that they will not want to go back into free agency for a number of years, almost like a snail in their shell. Raiders signed defensive tackle Malik Collins uh, from the Cowboys, a productive and versatile defensive tackle. He's, Played through a lot of injuries in his career. I think that's the only drawback in that he doesn't miss games, but he plays through an injury where he's not as productive as he should be. He's not Jason Witten. That is true. Redskins signed linebacker Thomas Davis uh, from the... Well, he was with the Panthers before he uh, got booted. Uh, But he returns to Ron Rivera. He's a good fit for the team. Uh, he's, He's a very natural leader and tackler, so... I think this is a only positive for the Redskins. Steelers have signed fullback. Whee! Best position of the game. Derek Watts for three years, 9.75 million from the Chargers. Not a huge signing, but the trifecta of the Watt brothers has nearly been completed. So all we need to do is petition Bob, uh, Bill O'Brien, to trade JJ Watts for the Steelers. Yeah, I'd like that to happen. It'd be cool. See all three play together would be cool. Yeah, put them all on offense for like one one play. <laughs> Bob's stupid enough to do that, quite frankly. By the way, we're calling him Bob because his initial the Bob. Raiders sign like another linebacker, Carl Nassib. Um, another very versatile linebacker, uh, playing both a four three and a three four. I'm not sure what you guys play, but it's good for both of you. Uh, can rush the passer, um, and he's. Hey, the, the third free agent yep. linebacker you picked up. <laughs> Needed new linebackers. We got three. The Patriots signed wide receiver Demir Bird uh, from the Cardinals. From what I know, he's a very quick receiver. Uh, not much risk for the Patriots. Uh, Bill Belichick's obviously famous for utilizing underutilized players, and you guys are not a quick team right now. So I think this is good for you. Yeah. Hearing that he's quick is obviously a bit of a positive. I haven't heard much about him. Uh, I think it was only three touchdowns he's got in his career. But yeah, you're right. Bill might be able to do something with him, which would be nice. If it helps, he was a stud in my Madden League. Well, there you go. That's all I need to know. Positive. Right. On to one of, if not the biggest signing in the past, in the 21st century in the NFL. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have signed Thomas Brady. Uh, just just one of the best players of all time moving to a, a new team in a new division. In a, diff- 
Oh, Tom Brady, he was the quarterback for a team. Uh, quarterback, sorry. Um, but honestly, this is getting a lot of hype because the books are, in my opinion, I know Joe quite likes them. Uh, Matt Walden, shout out to you. This is a, a great signing for the books, in my opinion. They've got Mike Evans. They've got Chris Godwin, two huge receivers. Um, they've got decent running backs. They've got a, de- a defense that showed up towards the end of the season. All they've got to fix is that O-line, and the Bucks are winning a Super Bowl. What's going on with Godwin? Is he in a contract here this year? I don't know, but he's got the number 12 in the Bucks. <laughs> Not for long. Not for long. Um, yeah, this this move, like I felt a little lost uh, since it happened. <laughs> uh, like, like John Travolta. It, 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 I was, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, it's honestly like that. I was always, you know, sort of intrigued what life would be without Tom Brady. And I was always like, oh, it's quite exciting. Maybe get a nice young quarterback in. But like, I just feel bad for even thinking about those thoughts. Like, I want it all back. Uh, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just one of them. Obviously, sad to see him go. It's it's a shame that we didn't offer him what he wanted. Obviously, not entirely sure what's gone on behind the scenes, but it sort of seems as if we didn't value him as much as obviously the Bucks have done, and then obviously the Chargers were in for him also. Bill Bill doesn't overplay yeah. the players, though, does he? He he doesn't. But if there's one person you're gonna overpay for, or one person that you're gonna treat, and I think we. The problem with it is the fact that us as Patriot fans, we we didn't know that that game against uh, against the Titans in the off season, well, sorry, in the um, postseason, was Tom Brady's last game. And I feel there's someone like that. If there's anyone in history of football that's going to get a game to be sent off, and everyone knows that's his last game for your team, Tom Brady should have got that. What was his uh, last play? It's just. <laughs> I don't know, mate. It's all a blur. I've forgotten. That. Game. Past the I past. believe, I believe uh, he got intercepted, didn't he? I believe it was returned for a touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> Is that what they call a pick six? Yeah. <laughs> Tom pick six Brady. You know what? Uh, two times I mean, if it makes you sleep at night, But going back, yeah, you're right. If there's any team that you could have gone to, Tampa Bay Buccaneers absolutely is that team that. If, if I had to pick one that he would have gone to, they're an easy team to get behind and I, I hope for the best for him next year. Obviously, if we we face him in a Super Bowl, which would be nice, I hope we absolutely crush him. But yeah, <laughs> it's a shame to see him go and uh, thank you for the last 20 years, Tom. I have a question. If, um, if and when Edelman leaves or retires, whose jersey would you get next now that Van Noy's left? Ooh, good question. <sighs> Oh my god, you're taking away my three men. Um, I would probably go for right now, Gilmore. Yeah, that makes sense. One, yeah, I think that'd be all chase. Just get Belichick on it. <laughs> yeah, zero zero Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cowboys signed defensive tackle Gerald McCoy. Uh, three years coming from the Panthers. At 32, he's not a spring chicken, but uh, versatile. He could play all around the line. He he has been good throughout his years. So, for as as Tim mentioned before, the the Cowboys have lost a lot of talent on that line, and this could be um, someone they need to provide that versatility so that they can move him about. 
Falcons have signed defensive end Dante Fowler Jr. for three years, 48 million uh, from the Rams. My opinion, a very solid signing. Uh, it comes from two teams that had a very solid D line when he was on them. So obviously, he's got a factor into that. The Jaguars and the Rams uh, had 11 and a half sacks last year. So honestly, Falcons get a, a good pass rusher. Yeah, that's a that's a big signing. Rams, uh, to compensate for this, have signed outside linebacker Leonard Floyd, uh, one year, ten million. Uh, comes from the Bears, and for a first uh, round pick, Floyd has not been productive in the pass rush game. Uh, even though he's opposite Khalil Mack, one of the best in the in the league, uh, taking all those double teams away from him, he, he doesn't get that many. It's, it seems a bit like a prove it deal contract um, for a team that has huge cap issues right now uh, and has just lost Dante Fowler Jr. Chargers signed defensive tackle Linval Joseph uh, for two years, 17 mil. Uh, comes from the Vikings. He was uh, pretty iconic on that uh, Vikings defense of 2017. Uh, big run defender, big D tackle run defender uh, and adds to the Chargers very potent um, pass rush already with Melvin Ingram and uh, the Bosa. Raiders have signed cornerback Eli Apple. Uh, comes from the Saints. Uh, he's got a bit of a history of being a, a bad locker room presence. Um, he's been flagged quite a lot last year. Uh, and it could be that a new kind of situation and area for Apple could be what he needs because he does have talent. He's an athletic guy. Um, and m- maybe the Raiders can unlock his his true talent. Yeah, he's got a reputation as being a bad apple, but I think we've got a strong locker room and coaches are not going to take any messing about. So he's going to get a chance, and if, if not, kick him to the curb. I hope you can really pip out the problems and get to the core of his troubles. Nice. <laughs> Dear God. Uh, <laughs> LA Chargers sign cornerback Chris Harris Jr. from the Broncos. Uh, Chargers probably have the best secondary in the league from this. Uh, Harris Jr. is a very solid cornerback. Um, cemented himself for a number of years now. 31 years old. Gets to enjoy Los Angeles. I think that's a win-win for Chris Harris and the Chargers, really. Patriots have signed defensive tackle Bo Allen for two years. Uh, comes from the Buccaneers. He's pretty average defensive tackle, if I'm going to be honest, uh, but he's a very good locker room presence, uh, at least from the Eagles' times. Uh, Bill will probably know how to use him better than anyone else, and check out his Instagram because he's he's very very funny. Seems like a good character to add to the team. I'm, uh, you've you've mentioned that he's a pretty funny guy, so I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing what he does for the next puts, couple of years. He up, he's like obviously a, a D tackle, so he's got a bit of a belly, and he'll like he'll do like the Zeke crop top. And be like uh, athletic bodies. God. <laughs> uh, Detroit Lions signed Desmond Trufant, uh, two years, twenty-one mil. Uh, Trufant's made a hell of a lot of money for not being the best cornerback in the game. The Lions needed a cornerback to replace Darius Slay, who they've just lost. So it's an interesting replacement, to say the least. Uh, the Eagles, uh, coincidentally, have signed Darius Slay Jr. Three years, $50 million. Uh, Darius Slay, as Tim pointed out to me before, wasn't graded well last year. Uh, my argument to that was the Lions weren't graded well last year. Uh, 
but it's a huge pickup for the Eagles who desperately needed a cornerback and Chris Harris and Byron Jones are off the market. Uh, makes him the most the highest paid cornerback in the game, taken out over Byron Jones within, in less than a week. Uh, and hey, we've got a we've got a cornerback one, so I'm absolutely buzzing to have Slay in the game. Cowboys sign safety, haha, Clinton Dix. Uh, one year, four million. Uh, pretty much a prove it prove it year. Low risk, low reward. Really, uh, he he used to be very good. Uh, Cowboys probably will address safety in the draft, so. It could be that he's a star. It could be that he's competition. It could be that he's a backup. We'll see. Yeah, I like this one. Um, I was saying earlier, four million, nice and cheap. Only the one year. He's proven, done well at the Packers. So, yeah, quite happy with that one. Another huge one that was announced today that no one really saw coming. Uh, Falcons have signed running back Todd Gurley for one year and only $5 million. A huge signing. Uh, the 25-year-old has obviously been the discussion for the past two years uh, due to his breakout year uh, back in 2018, I think it was. Then, obviously, got diagnosed with arthritis in the knee. Everyone Then he got paid, or got paid right before it, uh, a boatload of money. Was the highest-paid running back for a while. Uh, the Rams have cut him. Um, he had a over $20 million of dead space, dead cap space this year. So it's a huge cost for the Rams, but ultimately probably the best choice. It's a hard pill to swallow. Uh, only time will tell if it pays off. They get The Falcons get a low risk, very high reward out of this. Um, and if you told me a couple of years ago, a team would have Julio Jones, Todd Gurley and Matt Ryan. I think you're you you're playing because that yeah. that's uh, that's crazy. Depends what Gailey they get. If they get the Gailey of a couple seasons ago, that's going to be a terrifying offense. If they get the Gailey of last season, maybe not so much. Precisely, yes. I think the only thing they've got the the Falcons have got to do now for the offense is secure the O line so that their players can play make. The Pittsburgh Steelers have signed Eric Ebron for two years for $12 million. So the Steelers get a good tight end for a pretty reasonable deal. And just to compare this, the Bears have signed Jimmy Graham, a much older and worse tight end, for $2 million more. So what are the Bears doing? <laughs> and finally, the last signing that we uh, picked up before this podcast was recorded was the Broncos signing running back Melvin Gordon for two years at $16 million. Uh, really good for the Broncos. They get a running back who's proven that he is he is a good running back, uh, especially a, a year or two ago. Um, really good one-two punch with Philip Lindsay there. Uh, Gordon obviously had his holdout last year that really backfired on him terribly uh, and got Austin Eckler, his, his teammate, a huge extension with the Chargers and left him out, out of the team. So really, really, this is a bit comical, but the Broncos have come out winning. Maybe. I'd, I think he's a bit overrated, to be honest. But, I mean, he could do well. I hope he does well. And that is all the free agents we've got. Uh, we're just going to touch on some of the retirees that we've had this year. So, players that have left the league and will not be returning unless they plan to re-enter the league at some point. We've got Mike Adams, a 39-year-old safety. Uh, retires after 16 seasons. He originally started with the 49ers, I believe, and ended with the Texans. 
Uh, Rhett Ellison, who is a 31-year-old tight end, so a very young player, uh, retires after eight seasons with the Giants. Um, he was having some concussion problems, which is obviously a huge topic of discussion in the NFL. So uh, good on him for taking his health seriously. And finally, the most impactful retirement we've got, uh, which directly affects your team, Craig, Marshall Yonder, the 35-year-old guard, retires after 13 seasons with the Ravens and is most likely going to be entering the Hall of Fame for his performance. Yeah, uh, yeah, I reckon he'll, if he, I reckon he'll go in. Um, and when I seen it, when it was announced, I think we all knew it was kind of coming. My heart did sink a bit. You know, he's he's been that real sort of leader, real solid guy, real good guy, around, like to have around the rocker, like around the locker room. Um, he uh, is just his work ethic and his attitude is just like it's something else. It's exactly what you want. Um, and I, I, you know, obviously you, you, you're sad to see him go. What's going to happen eventually, isn't it? You know what I mean with everyone. But um, hopefully, we can find someone to to at least be half as good as he was. Absolutely, he was. He was. He was an outstanding guard yeah. man. I was. I seen a stat that was like he only allowed like two sacks in like three, four years past him or something like that. Like he, he was so solid. He's a big tough guy. And Tim, I believe mm. you've prepared us a list of the top remaining free agents that have not been signed. What I did was I looked at the NFL.com's top 101 free agents, um, and I've had a look at the ones that still aren't signed. Number two on that list overall was Jadavian Clowney. He's still not been signed, and there's not been a lot of chat about him. Uh, it seems to be he's looking for around about $20 million a year, quarterback money for uh, an edge rusher. So most likely for him is that he'll return to Seattle. Uh, I was looking at some Seattle sites earlier and they reckon he'll sign a one-year deal to stay in Seattle and then try again for free agency. It's um, just pricing yourself out of the market then. Second one on the list, number third, second on my list, number 13 overall is Jameis Winston. Uh, the quarterback is through for most yards and second most touchdowns last year, but also obviously the most interceptions. Hasn't got a home. So the Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins, they've all got holes of quarterback. Couldn't see Winston at the Pats. Um, the Chargers said they're not interested and Miami are going to draft Tua. So don't know what's going to happen to Jameis. I think he's going to be a backup. I can't really see many other places he could go. Carolina? I don't know. Uh, third one on the list is Jason Peters. He's number 41 on the top 101 list, which is ridiculously low on the NFL.com list. Uh, the man's a legend. Put some respect on his name. He can still help the team and need a tackle. Uh, Ron, uh, sorry, Von Bell, number <laughs> 20 on the list. Uh, Dallas, Miami, and Tampa Bay, rumored destinations. The Bears rumored there's a destination to replace Ha-Ha, Clinton Dix. <laughs> uh, then you've got Robbie Anderson, the wide receiver. Pro Football Focus think the Raiders will look at him. Uh, it's been a pretty poor year for free agent receivers after AJ Green and Amari Cooper stayed put. Uh, don't like talk. His teams know the wide receiver class in the draft superb. So why would you overpay an average free agent wide receiver? And last but not least, he's not a free agent, but he is looking for a new job, is Cam Newton. Uh, talk I've seen is of the Patriots again and Chargers two usual suspects, but also the Redskins. There's obviously the Ron Rivera connection there, but as of yet, he's not gone anywhere. 
Yeah, you mentioned obviously Jadavian Clowney. Mm. Uh, from what I've heard, obviously the 20 mils kind of top tier of pass rushers. Uh, so you're looking at Cleo Mack, Aaron Donald, that yeah. kind of stuff. He wants that, but no team's willing to offer him that. And everyone's kind of offering just the tier below. Yeah. And uh, yeah, par- from what I've read, he's just going to stick with Seattle because that's the team he's comfortable with right now. Have another contract year and see if he can make more next year. Exactly. And yeah, Jason Peters as well. Obviously, he, I, I'm shocked because he, he's one of the. Obviously, he's old. I think he's 38 now, 39. The bodyguard is he's a Hall of Fame left tackle easily. And there's obviously he is old. He's starting to lose a step. He's getting a bit weaker, a bit more injury prone. But there's a lot of teams that need a left tackle. I'm so surprised he's not being picked up. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Cam's the awkward. What Cam's the one that I keep thinking about, and I keep trying to think like, where would he go? Like, who, but I mean, do you take him now? Like, he's been in the league for a little while. He's injury prone. He, I mean, it would be do your franchise good. He'd attract a lot of attention. But I mean, do you pick him up? Is he worth picking up and paying the kind of money he's going to want? I'd take the risk personally. I think I think he's someone that shows he can do it. Obviously, it's a lot of money, but if you do like a low, low contract, like low year contract, it might end up working out okay. Maybe one two years, but obviously it depends on what he wants. Well, that's the way you put it. You're, you're saying obviously there's barely any teams looking for a quarterback right now, except the Patriots and the Chargers. We don't know how that's going to work out if Jamis or Cam ends up as a backup. Cam could almost use a year as a backup because A, he's renowned as a very good locker room presence. He's going to be great competition to have. And if, if he is a backup and he wins the contest, hey, you've got Cam Newton as a starter. I guess. Yeah. I, I thought yeah. the Bears were going to have a crack in before they went for Foles instead. Yeah, that was where he was rumoured to. Mm-hmm. Okay, then Finally, at the end of this long, long episode, I've given my opinions on every team's uh, off-season so far, except for the three teams of the boys who have done their own. Going to have a quick discussion on each of them, and then we'll leave you to your quarantine. So, first up first, we've got the Arizona Cardinals, who I've given the best grade of an A+. A lot of low-risk signings, and one of the biggest fleeces in recent NFL history. Uh, means the Cardinals. I've got that that top rank grade by picking up uh, DeAndre Hopkins for Kyler Murray. Yeah, completely agree with that one. No one's done better than them. Atlanta Falcons. I've given them a B because they've lost Beasley and Trafon. Uh Not great, obviously. They have received Dante Fowler Jr. as a replacement, which is uh, a, I'd say a step up. Uh, it would as when I was writing this, it was a C plus. Uh, but they picked up Todd Gurley, who's a, a, a state favourite in Georgia as he went to the University of Georgia uh, and a running back with a lot to prove, really. Craig, your Ravens have given them a B plus. Uh, you've heavily invested in that D-line with Brockers and Campbell at a very reasonable price. Uh, you've got that fifth round pick back as well. Uh not, you've not done too much, honestly, but you didn't really need to. Uh, that you've, you've addressed the main issue on your team, and uh, and you're obviously franchise tag Matt, Matt, Matt Judon, so 
you've 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 pretty much done what you need to do. Yeah, um, like I said earlier, we got five picks in the uh, first three rounds. Uh, now that we've sorted out the D line, you know we've for not an awful lot of money and for not for you know we've not like we've had to really give up any picks or anything. We've really really done quite well to short up that line. It's just linebacker and O line. I think we need to focus on now, and we're in a good position with the amount of picks we've got to to really do that. The Buffalo Bills, I've given them a B. Uh, they get Stefan Diggs for a fairly reasonable price. Uh, reinforce the D line with AJ Klein. Uh, the whole defense with Josh Norman and Mario Addison. Sorry, uh, kept some offensive pieces, especially on that line. Pretty smart moves for them. Um, I believe they are the top team in the AFC East right now. I'm sure you disagree, Joe. Uh, no, I, I think I think it's quite close. To be honest, I think you might have been a little harsher. I think I would have maybe only just given them an A minus because I see not much is not much is they haven't lost much, but they've they've improved where they needed to improve. And yeah, you're right. I am pretty scared of them. Um, I probably would have given an A minus personally, but. Hey, it's um, it's tight calls there. Carolina Panthers, I've given them a C plus. Uh, they lost James Bradbury and Cam Newton. Obviously, the Cam Newton fallout on uh, social media was not very positive. Uh, they've gained Stephen Weatherly from the Vikings, uh, which is a bit of an underrated signing. Uh, obviously, got Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback. Got some depth players, and they're in a division that has just got Brady and Gurley. So. If the Panthers want a chance to kind of compete, they need to really hit gold in the drafts. They're going to struggle next season. Absolutely. Chicago Bears, I've given them a D plus. Um, the Bears lost a lot of players. Uh, signed Jimmy Graham and Nick Foles, which is not the most impressive thing to say, honestly. You said that two years ago. You'd be like, great. Uh I personally think, as I've said before, Foles will do really well in this offense. Uh, Jimmy Graham's, the fact the Steelers got Eric Ebron for two million less a day later is just terrible. Robert Quinn's signing was good, uh, but expensive. Uh, but they are a defensive team, and I think they will utilize him well. I don't know what happened with Graham. Like, I used to be a big Graham fan when he was at the Saints. And then since he's moved around after them, he was at the Seahawks, and, you know, he's kind of bounced about a bit. He's just. He's gone really downhill. Like he's he's not only injury prone, but he just doesn't seem to show up. It's like he's aged. No, even before that. <laughs> <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals. I've given them a B minus. Uh, DJ Reader and Trey Waynes should work out for their defense. But the lack of free agency is just kind of n- nothing's really going to wow you with the Bengals. I feel at the moment until they. Uh, change that front office they're still going to be awful they're still going to get beaten up in our division thanks Greg (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Cleveland Browns I have given an A- minus. again one of the off season champs two years running Austin Hooper, Jack Conklin both really great signings for new head coach Stefanski Um, Andy Janovic from the Broncos fullback, really nice pickup. a lot of Broncos are sad to see Janovic go uh, Andrew Sandejo has just been signed. A bit of an interesting one. Uh, he's a, a bit of a human homing missile. Uh, very dangerous tackler, and he's injured more than one of his own team. So 
that could be a bit of a, a bad one. Yeah, I think the Browns have done really well. Uh, looking forward to next year. Obviously, they were hyped last year, but they've made improvements that they needed with the new head coach. It's going to be exciting times next year for Cleveland. Yeah, um, considering they're in the same division as, as the Ravens, I think between them and the Steelers at the minute, they're looking like the more Dalton team to face. But then it was the same it was the same season just gone on paper. They looked like they were going to be quite a scary team. And they did beat us once, but... Um, Loser. Yeah, the they, um, <laughs> they're one of the few teams who were able to beat us last season. Um, but... Yeah, I think I think the Browns do. I hope they can they can pull it together and they do they do look like they're going to have a good season. It's whether they can keep it together or whether they're going to go full full Browns like they normally do and just collapse. Never, never go full Browns. <laughs> go to Brown Town. The Dallas <laughs> Cowboys. I give them a a B minus. Uh, Mari Cooper got a huge extension. Might not be worth it, but again, he he was he, he is a good receiver at the end of the day. It, whether he's that good, we'll find out. Dak's been franchise tagged, which is probably best for him more than anything. Uh, Gerald McCoy could be good for that D line. Whether whether his age shows, we'll find out. A lot of losses, as, as we've said before, with Malik, especially Malik Collins, Robert Quinn, and Byron Jones leaving. So I think they've done all right, but. We'll, we'll we'll and it was kind of we'll see, we'll see what their defense can do. Denver Broncos, I've given them an A. Uh, Justin Simmons, Jarrell Casey, Melvin Gordon, Graham Glasgow, players have either kept or gained. They've lost Chris Harris Jr. and Connor McGovern, but I, I think their signings are not only are they filling holes in which they've lost, they're they're improving their team in general. Yeah, some good pickups. I think they'll at the minute they're looking like they'll be they'll be improved on, on this season. The Detroit Lions, I'm giving them a C. Uh they lose Darius Slay Jr., gained about seven hundred Patriots players, signed Big V to a, a huge contract. Obviously some they, these could work out to be well, but I just don't think it will. They've got to defend the den. <laughs> <laughs> losing Slay was massive like that's just pretty devastating for them I think it's going to be a massive hit and they're going to really struggle to come back from that one it's Lions doing Lions things isn't it we had this, had this <laughs> discussion the other day I'd be lying if I said uh, I was at least, excited <laughs> at least they've got a great head coach god he's have you heard all the things about him like yeah, with who's who's their top receiver again? I can't remember his name. Is it God Galladay in it? Oh, it's, no, it's not Kenny Galladay. It, oh, it was an old running. It was an old running back they had, uh, but they essentially went. He called him an idiot for not knowing when Ford Field was built. <laughs> Two thousand and one. That's my guess. I was playing as the Lions on Madden nineteen, and they said it every single game. Really? I think it was around that time. Maybe 2004, early 2000s, I'm pretty sure. Green Bay Packers, B minus. Um, they've replaced Brian Belaga, which is probably their biggest loss with Rick Wagner. Uh, replaced Blake Martinez with Christian Kirksey. Green Bay aren't a particularly free agent team. Uh, they've replaced what they've lost and m- m- may not have improved in talent, but they probably improve with 
kind of um, sturdiness, I guess. Off topic, but every time you say Wagner, it makes me think of that Wagner. The way you say Wagner, it makes me think of Wagner from from X Factor, yeah. X Factor. (laughs) Wagner. Wagner. (laughs) Houston Texans, I'm giving you a lovely, juicy F. Uh, Bill O'Brien, what is you doing? Uh, F F for fuckwit. (laughs) F for failure. (laughs) I mean, they've got, they've now got an. They had a top three wide receiver, and now they've got an old running back and Randall Cobb. So <laughs> they're just tanking. They're doing the Dolphins. Do you think they're just gonna like? Even just... the Dolphins had a plan. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah. I mean, I've spoken to my Texans friend today, and he is very upset with Bill O'Brien. Bill O' boy. Bill O'Brien. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, B plus. Uh, not not many signings again. Not a huge free agent team, but Philip Rivers could be the piece they need to win the division, uh, which obviously has gone a bit down the pan. Is basically between them and the Titans right now. The Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, they got rid of Nick Foles' contract, which is really good for them because it, it wasn't a good contract. Uh, but they also lost most of their, all these the remaining players of the championship defense in 2017. Uh, picked up Joe Schobert, which could be a great pickup, uh, depending on how they use him. But overall, I, th- I think they've lost more than they've gained. Yeah, it's not looking great for them going into next season at the moment. The Kansas City Chiefs, I've given a B. Uh, all they've basically done is franchise tagged Chris Jones and kept their backup quarterback, Chad Hen. <laughs> They won a Super Bowl. They've kept the talent. Not else too much they need to do because they are an, a stellar, stellar roster from back to front. If it's not broke, don't fix it. The Los Angeles Chargers, I'm giving a B-. minus. Um, they've kept Hunter Henry, signed a great right tackle in Brian Balaga, uh, got Chris Harris Jr. and Linval Joseph on the defense. Honestly, their defense is very worrying right now because it is great. It's just their offense... That probably can't do anything. Chargers suck. Have for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) The Los Angeles Rams. I'm giving them a D minus. Again, lost a lot of talent. Uh, Cut Clay Matthews and Todd Gurley, which kind of came out of nowhere. They've not really replaced the talent, and it's it's not looking good for that for the, the LA team. They were, they went big that what year when saying? they got when he got beaten the Super Bowl didn't he? They kind of they went all in and it didn't pay off and they're paying the price for it now I guess. Yeah, do you reckon they're the worst team in the um, NFC West now? NFC West definitely. Yeah, I think the Cardinals are such an up and coming team. Seahawks are just good, and the 49ers made the Super Bowl. It's quick fall. Two years ago, being in the Super Bowl. Now, worst team in your division. Tim, how are the, How about them Las Vegas Raiders? I've given them a C plus. I think I might be harsh. Um, they missed out on a few people that they targeted, but they did get Corey Littleton. It's probably their number one target, and they got a backup quarterback that creates a pretty good quarterback battle there. Um, Jason Witten drags the grade down. What, what are we doing? I don't know. The rest of the players are kind of wait and sees. Um, so, you know, it could be a good free agent class. So I'm changing it. B minus. 
Yeah, I, I would think you're in the B range more just because of the upsides. Because yeah. obviously Marcus Mariota could be very effective. You've got three linebackers who could all be very good. And But yeah, like you said, Jason Wynn does drag your raid down. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think Mariota has a strong chance of starting. Same. Yeah. And also, we didn't lose anyone, really. We lost, um, uh, what's his name? Carl Joseph. Safety. That, that's kind of it. Who is your tight end? The guy... We... Darren, Darren Waller. Darren Waller. Oh, was it Waller? Who was the guy we spoke a bit about last season? Yeah, like, Darren Waller. Was that him? Darren Waller. Yeah. yeah, the one on Hard Knocks. Yeah. He looks yeah, good. He's, qu- he's quality. Just need you to get also, Derek Carr. You, Sorry, cut, but... you cut a linebacker as well. Tahir Whitehead. Yeah. Yeah, and with, with the free agent signings, we're not, we're not going to sign Perfect back. He's gone as well. He hasn't officially gone, but he Are will you keeping be. incognito? Yeah. Good man. He was a beast. Loved him last year. Miami Dolphins get the fourth A, at least an A- minus grade. Uh Lot lot of signings. They I think they have the most cap space, and they they have spent it happily. Uh, Brian Flores has actually created what looks to be quite a nice team. Three first round picks, I believe. Look forward to. I mean, the, the Dolphins Dolphins fans have got nothing but positivity to look forward to because they can't really do much worse. They've got it's a lot of picks in the draft as well. <laughs> a lot of picks, and there's rumours that they're trying to trade up for the first overall now. Minnesota Vikings, I've given them a C. Uh, they've lost Stefan Diggs, Trey Waynes, Linval Joseph, and Xavier Rhodes. Kept Kirk Cousins and Anthony Harris. I, f- I personally feel like they've lost more than they've gained again. Um, and that's why I've given them that grade. Uh, Joe, how do you feel about the Pats? Yeah, so I've given us a... I've gone C-, minus, but I'm tempted to go D. Uh, so like we've lost a lot of key players in defense, obviously in Van Noy, Collins, and Harmon. Uh, on the positive side, we signed a wide receiver as we talked about earlier in Bird, and kept senior players like Slater and Dmac. And we also, of course, franchise tag Thuney, which is positive. But losing Tom Brady just completely overshadows all of that. <laughs> uh, losing Tom Brady, Carl Van Noy, Jamie Collins, and Harmon—it's just. It's not good. Uh, a lot of lot of big characters in that dressing room. A lot of big players on the pitch. Yeah, make that a D. Uh, it's just yeah, been shocking to be honest. And I'm hopefully in the draft and the rest of free agency. We you know can hopefully pick it up. Otherwise, I'm a bit worried about next year. Do you think the Pats try and go up to number one? What like what is in in the draft? What. Trade up or tank? Trade up. Trade up, yeah. I can see us trading up, genuinely, because you've got what? You've got the four quarterbacks. You've got Burrow, Tua, Herbert, and Love. And the problem is, you've got got to probably get in what the top seven or eight. As you say, quarterbacks always end up going a lot earlier. I don't know. I could see you picking up a quarterback in the 199th pick. I mean, that'd be nice. That'd be nice, but I think we've run out of luck. Good. I tell you, he's really gonna, you don't deserve any. You're gonna, you're gonna trade for either Derek Carr or Josh Rosen. That's I, what's I, gonna happen, uh, definitely. I got, Who is your starting QB uh, at the moment? Jason uh, Stidham. Stidham. Yeah. yeah. Stidham. Stidham. Who, Stidham. Who they like? Stidham. Stidham. Like him, goes. But 
he's what he's twenty four years old and. Oh, I don't know. I think you've got to get someone a bit older. That's just why I said earlier. I think Andy Dalton is probably the most likely right now. Although you never know. If we got we traded up and got one of the good rookie QBs, I'd be pretty happy. But yeah, it's a bit tough at the moment. Obviously, don't get me wrong. I'm not looking for sympathy. Don't need it. But it's very difficult to see where we go with QB. Do you know what his stats were from last year, Joe? Who, Brady? Who stood him? Yeah. I'm, he attempted what? three passes, completed two for 14 yards In, and one interception. Interception, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's not great, but <laughs> you never know. Next year, could be, he could be a new man. Yeah. Give him Tannehill money. <laughs> no. Craig, don't push him. There's no chance Bill was doing that. Not after what they did to Brady. Okay, so the New Orleans Saints, giving them a B. Uh, Not many losses, not many gains. Malcolm Jenkins uh, from the Eagles is a a pretty decent pickup. He returns to the Saints, who originally drafted him. New York Giants, giving them a B as well. James Bradbury and Blake Martinez are good defensive pickups for a defense that really struggled. Uh, Colt McCoy has now joined his third NFC East team, uh, coming from the Redskins. A lot of the NFC East teams are quite big fans of him now. Uh, but yeah, not not much change there. The other New York team, the Jets, I've given them a B plus. Uh, they've, fi- they've attempted to fix the O-line with a lot of signings. Uh, and they re-signed Brian Poole for cheap. And he was a, a good cornerback down the stretch for them. The Philadelphia Eagles, I've given a B minus. Uh, we lost a lot of important players, including Malcolm Jenkins, who was the like, heartbeat of our defense. Uh, we've now got the highest paid nose tackle in Gravedigger uh, and cornerback in Darius Slay. It's, as Joe was mentioning, we, we've got still got very high odds of getting to the Super Bowl, but it's more just the case of whether we get injured or not that we survive. Pittsburgh Steelers are giving them a B-. Uh, Eric Ebron was a really nice pickup. Uh, they got the second Watt brother, so Exodia has nearly been unlocked. Uh, yeah, they lost Jason Hargraves in the D-line, which will hurt them. Uh, but they did, did keep Bud Dupree, their linebacker, so not not total, um, terribly f- terrible loss for the, the Steelers. I don't understand their decision to not look for a new QB. Isn't Big Ben almost like Joe Flacco in that he just doesn't want to help anyone? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he came out. He, when he talked about it last time, he threw a big hissy fit and said it's not going to happen. Like it's a, it's a big touchy sore subject for him. But he's really old now. He's obviously had a couple of injuries and stuff. And the Steelers have to start thinking long term, like regardless of whether Ben wants to throw a hissy fit or not. So like the decision, especially after how their backups and stuff played last season both showed that they both can't do it. It's it's an interesting decision to not look for a QB, especially when you've got some more experienced QBs on the market who are, in my opinion, better than Ben is at the moment. Yeah, but I, I think they want to just ride, ride with Ben until they're in a position to replace him, really. The San Francisco 49ers, I've given them a B+. 
they've got a 13th round pick for DeForest Buckner. And obviously their, their D-line was almost crammed with talent. So they've offloaded a little bit for a, a great pick. Uh, the re-signed Eric Armstead, Jimmy Ward, the safety. Uh, they have lost the Manuel Sanders, which is a bad loss for them as receiver is their, their weakest position probably. Uh, but with this draft coming up, they're probably looking to address that. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks giving them a C plus, uh, just reshuffle positions really, um, losing players and picking up from the same position. Uh, but we obviously we double back to the real question is, do they uh, keep Jadavian Clowney uh, or not? Tampa Bay Buccaneers are getting the fifth and final A grade here. Uh, obviously, picking up Tom Brady is just huge for any team, especially the Bucks who have had. Notorious quarterback issues. That's all I have to say about the Bucks. The 10IC Titans, B+. Um, obviously, Craig probably disagrees with me here, but keeping Tannehill and Henry, kept Vic, uh, got Vic Beasley, I think that's really good for the Titans. The, yeah, other than paying stupid money for Tannehill, yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Sorry, that's not it. No, that is right, isn't it? Is that the phrase? If it ain't broke, yeah. don't fix it. Yeah, it Sorry, before, I was second, yeah. second yeah. questioning myself. Yeah, don't fix it. And it, it ain't broke, so they kept it. Yeah, yeah but at what cost? Like uh, 180 like, million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, it's just stupid money. It's just, yeah, I wouldn't. No, no, not for that much. No, I, I can't. No. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't believe it. I, I genuinely cannot believe they paid that amount of money for, for Tannehill. It's a lot of outgoings. The, that's going to bite them. I guarantee, season or two down the line, that's going to bite them. Yeah, I can't I believe it's not Rutgers. Oh. I was trying to do a can't believe it's not butter joke, but it wouldn't work. That's uh, <laughs> And finally, the Washington Deadskins, B-. minus. Tom Davis is is an older linebacker, but Ron clearly likes his his players. Kendall Fuller's returned, which is a a good cornerback pickup. Uh, But it's really in the draft where they're going to make their their fortune because the second overall pick, whether they use that on a new quarterback or Chase Young, I think that's going to really affect their their sittings. But hey, that, that's that's it from us. Uh, please do let us know about your opinions, what you think we're wrong on, what you think we're right on, or if uh, there's any big trades, pickups, extensions that we, we think we missed out on. Uh, obviously, we're happy to discuss them with you online or, or on the podcast. Uh, we've obviously got Facebook, WhatsApp, uh, social media, all that kind of stuff. Uh, what are they again, Joe? So you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, T-A-F-S underscore score uk or if you just go on facebook and type that american football show will pop up obviously this episode will be going on there various other things during the off season and obviously during this time of uh being quarantined and self-isolation we're going to try and do as much as we can to keep you guys entertained but thank you all for listening any anything else we need to discuss before we go guys 118 million (laughs) (laughs) jason (laughs) Witten. Oh yeah, chase some weight. Yeah, that's another. Yeah, I'll, I'll be angry about with you, Tim. Uh, look, Tom Brady's not a patriot anymore. We have a guy called Brave Digger. 
but anyway guys thanks for listening um please stay safe during the uh the covid19 pandemic listen to all the information you're getting and try and follow it uh but yeah thank you thank you all for listening and uh enjoy yeah with my your spiritual systems Let's <laughs> <laughs> try and get try and get some more content out since we're all in isolation. It's not like we've got anything better to do. <laughs> you should wash your hands very for as long as it takes you to sing your fight song. <laughs> <laughs>